0: I. V. M.
1: Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I'm Ashten Doctor, your Habit Coach, and today we have a very interesting discussion. Now, I am a big fan of understanding finances because I believe that financial security is one of the most important of the securities. Because if you don't have financial security, then when you have something that is health-related... You start getting worried. If you don't have financial security, you don't know where you're going with life, especially all the material things that we're so fond of right now, and even your basic necessities. So we have an expert with us, Siley Rai, and we're going to be talking about finance. Siley, welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited.
1: Me too. (laughs) All right. So... I have always loved your content from Twin Cocktail I've been seeing it for ages and ages and ages thank you so much now tell me how did it start because this is a lovely story in itself
0: so i think i've done the story to death but it's you have to actu- love the story so i that, do i do i really yeah. love the story it's um personal it's actually literally what happened so i was having dinner with it was girls night hmm. We'd sent all our significant others, husbands, everybody out of the house and I'd invited my girls over. We were chatting, having cocktails, some having wine, binging, talking about everything in the world. Gossiping, it's a who's who of what was happening. And suddenly, for some reason, I was like, you know, girls, I need to know this. Where do you invest your money? Oh, you're that kind of a drunk? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell you why this thought also came across in my mind. Because just a day prior, there were a couple of friends over where all the boys were talking about, kya you know, yeh stock leke yahatag gaya, menes may invest kiya hai, and all of that. And then when my girls came over, I was like, we don't talk about money at all, right? Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was in that process where I had quit my job, I was wondering what I need to do in life. And I was like, hai, where do people invest their money? Because I was also kind of like, you know, struggling with my finances and figuring out how to go from there. So I asked them the, the question, and they were all flabbergasted. They were like, w- what is this question? Hello? <gasps> money? Who talks about it? I said, like we're all close friends, right? You need to discuss money. So where do you invest? They're all like, uh, I don't know. My husband does it. My father does it. My chacha, mama, some distant cousin. I'm like, what? Why? And these are girls who are accomplished in their fields. Okay. One was a doctor. One was a lawyer. One is a, one actually owns her own business, like a marketing agency. I'm like, but you're making lakhs of rupees a month. Where's it going? And you don't know. It's going somewhere. You just don't know where it's going. So I was like, I got angry. (laughs) I was like, this ain't happening, not on my watch. So I guess Fin Cocktail as a concept started with a vengeance a little bit. Like I was angry that women sort of in my close circle, even with the kind of education that we have, with the kind of backgrounds that we have, they also don't have enough financial literacy to invest their own money or know where it is invested or have those kind of conversations. So I said, you know what, I will start them. So I think, yeah, it started kind of like a vengeance thing where I'm like, I will tell everybody and I will tell them to start talking about money. Then I realized very quickly that it's not just the women. Nobody talks about money as much. Correct. And there's a huge gap when it comes to financial literacy, especially in this country. So yeah, that's how Finn Cocktail came about.
1: Did you have like this one particular mission that we're going to eradicate what? Is it eradicate the saving (laughs) mentality? Eradicate the what mentality was it?
0: So I think it was the percentage. So I read in some report that somewhere before COVID, There was, I think, 15 or 19% financial literacy in India, which was far lesser than the world. And I think even the number of people who earn a particular amount versus the number of people who invest was also very mismatched. Mm -hmm. So I think that is what I wanted to change. So, yeah, and then quickly, really. How do you
1: measure financial literacy?
0: Oh, there are statistics. Hmm. Like, if you don't know the basic words, like what are stocks, bonds, mutual funds, FDs, et cetera, that itself counts as financial literacy. Okay. If you know how to invest, where to invest, that is financial literacy. So, it's not
1: something very advanced, it is no, just no, no. knowing the basics.
0: Ekdam basics. So, it.
1: everyone who listens to this podcast will be financially literate after this.
0: First step, yes.
1: First, basic. They'll pass. Ha, Th- ha. Thirty-five marks will. They'll pass.
0: No problem. Okay, amazing. <laughs> all
1: right, this is when you give your line saying
0: mutual funds are subject to market risk. Please read all scheme-related documents carefully. <laughs> well said.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this entire podcast is subject to market risk. So yeah. Please listen to this <laughs> podcast carefully before
0: investing. <laughs>
1: all right so Zali you started this right and where did you decide to you know start the Instagram page because that sort blew up and you yeah. know everything happened from there right so yeah. what was the first video do you remember the first one and what was it oh like? it
0: was very cute hmm. okay so I'm so excited to talk about this because <laughs> I love talking about it but I started with Instagram because that was the platform that I knew hmm. Matlab, I and your friends were on it uh, started with a vengeance for my Kale, friends huh? so I started over there hmm. and that was something that I used every single day and COVID was also like you know at its peak at that we were all sitting at home no other way to reach people actually so I said Instagram Chalo let's start it and that is exactly when you know the ban on TikTok happened and reels came about my first reel had no music in it Mm. because I did not know how to put music in it it had horrible editing because I did not know how to edit and it had just one concept But when I think about finance, what comes to mind? And I did a couple of shots where I'm like falling on the bed going to sleep. Because I was like, oh, it's too complicated. Just like confused, looking everywhere, being like, I have no idea what I'm talking about. So just like cut all these things together and just posted it. Because anyway I had what, like 10 followers? So, like kya farak It doesn't mean that, you know, the whole world is gonna see it or anything like that. So yeah, it was very cute. But I'm still stand by that first reel. It was amazing.
1: You should repost it again. <laughs> yeah, I think you should start again, like you know, reusing content is the new thing on Instagram. Yeah. I should bring that back.
0: I just read about it yesterday actually.
1: See? So, you know, it's so interesting that we're having this conversation because very often when I talk to my friends as well, they are in this state. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ashton, I don't want to think numbers. I can't think numbers. You know, like I talked to Cobra, she also yeah. says, Oh, numbers give me a headache, right? Can't yeah, think yeah. about it So how do we understand finance Without understanding numbers? Is it
0: possible? 100% So actually I love to draw this parallel Because I've, I'm not fully done with your book mm. By the way Subtle plug <laughs> Thank <But> you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> With your fantastic book huh? Yeah with mm-hmm. your
0: fantastic mm-hmm. book Amazing Everybody pfft, <laughs> go read it <laughs> But Finance is also about habits. Hmm. It's about inculcating finance into your life as a habit. It's literally making it a part of your life where you don't think about it. And it's not all about numbers. You don't have to be a mathematics whiz to understand how to invest and to build a strong portfolio. Because there are so many avenues available now, especially today, to learn about it. Hmm. And there are so many investment vehicles made literally for every single person around That you can find something that works for you. So, I think it's more about, so we said this in our podcast, Mm -hmm. subtle plug number two. (laughs) The finance happy hour with Finn Cocktail. There you go. Which talks about the journey of money. Mm -hmm. So, it's not just about the numbers or how much returns you're going to make or how, or like, you know, how much money you're going to make tomorrow. Because that is, I think, the least important stage in financial literacy or getting Your finances in order because it's literally a journey of money. It begins with your income where you make the money and then slowly, slowly how you build the portfolio, you actually have to walk through a lot of steps to reach the end goal of being financially independent. Hmm. That is Nirvana. Hmm. If you are that, you do not need to work for money. You can chill by the beach every single day, shoot a podcast if you want to, but it's not like you're dependent on it. Correct. So it's a journey of money Hmm. and it has very, yes, it does have a lot to do with numbers as well, because you have to analyze, you have to make sure that, you know, you're on the right Hmm. track, but not everything. And even if you don't understand numbers, it's too much numbers. Don't get so scared. It can be boiled down. It can be very easy as well.
1: Yeah. I think it is that the intimidation of I have to do math now. Yes. If you understand big numbers, you'll be able to do it. You don't necessarily have to put in the math that way, right? There's so many calculators now that you can actually use Absolutely. to help you out with these things.
0: Absolutely. Calculators are available and nobody's going to tell you oh, what is the XIRR or like, you know, what is the, you know, solve this algebraic equation to get the right portfolio. That's not what's <laughs> going to
1: happen. You know, because many times, like I know this from... When a bank representative comes, mm-hmm. right? Said, what is your risk appetite? What is your end <laughs> financial goal? I'm like, end financial goal? I don't know when end is going to be. How will I plan my end financial goal?
0: I know. Right? I know.
1: Like it starts from there and that's when you say band ho gaya.
0: Ho gaya Correct. Actually, that is correct. That is our first bucket slash cocktail shaker. So now what's
1: cocktail shaker has to
0: be cocktail shaker. So the first step is identifying your financial goals and quote unquote risk appetite. Hmm. But it's not as difficult. See, I think I really think that finance has been made complicated so that all the men in suits hmm. will always have jobs. Hmm. But it can be as simplistic as you make it. What is your financial goal? Buying a car, buying a house, getting married, as in spending on the wedding. Sending your children abroad or to a good institution to study. All of this requires money. Mm. Every single thing. Yes, I agree. Nobody's happiness should be tied to money. But let's be realistic. We live in a world where money is extremely important to reach those certain, you know, places you want to be in at life. If you want a house, you want a car, you want etc, etc, etc. You need money. And I'm sorry, I'm a realist. I need to plan for you know that particular goal that I want to reach? Correct. You may not know what the end goal is. Nobody knows what the end goal is. Hmm. Nobody knows it. It's fine. Because (laughs) you expect it to,
1: right? Yeah. How much money do you want when you retire? (laughs) (laughs) I
0: don't know. Correct. Like there's so many times where I'm like, oh, where do you see yourself in five years? I Hmm. "I don't know, buddy. Hmm. No idea. I did not imagine Fin Cocktail would come by, right? Correct. So I think the things that you don't know, your potential is much higher there. But you have to plan for... A potential which you can expect right now. And what you don't know is like surprise. But you have to plan for the things that you know, right? Like for example, right now, me and my husband just bought a house two years ago now. And we would not be able to do that if we didn't plan it at this stage. So you got to plan it. It's not a hard and fast rule. Hmm. It's not like it's not oh no, now what? Hmm. And these things are very malleable and they're very they keep changing constantly. They keep changing with your age, they keep changing with the decisions that you make, like whether you want to go to college, you don't want to go to college, you want to do a corporate job, you want to be an entrepreneur. A lot of these decisions change as and when you make decisions in life. Hmm. So you just have to make sure that, see, this is a calculated estimate that you're going to make. But it's a guess nobody really knows correct you have to make the best choice that you can with the information you have available Hmm. so when you look at the financial goals this is what it means it can also be like I need to go on a holiday to the US in six months. Hmm. It requires a lot of money. <laughs> Sometimes so it's Even really planning does. short-term goals like this. Absolutely. You have to plan for... Actually, your short-term goals are the clearest. Hmm. If you think about Correct. it. You know that in the next six months, if you want to go on a holiday, you have to start booking from like at least a month from no. now. So, those goals are the clearest. If you know that in the next one year, some big payment is going to be due, you know that that is going to be due. It's not going to go anywhere. Hmm. So, I think the short-term goals are the clearest. They get blurrier as you go, like, you know, more in the future. But the future, eventually, you'll reach there, no? Correct. So, they'll get clearer as you get closer to the goals. And I think risk appetite is also related. Okay. Because how much risk are you willing to take with this money, Hmm. for example? That is all that it asks, okay? Risk appetite seems like a big word. But how
1: do you benchmark it, right? Like, what is high, what is low, what is medium?
0: I'll tell you. So... High risk, there are people who say that stocks are also high risk and crypto is also high risk. Okay, but there is a huge difference between the high risk of crypto and high risk of stock. Hmm. According to me, the easiest way to understand risk appetite is how much do you actually understand what you're investing in?
1: Achha. That's a nice way.
0: Because if you don't understand it at all, very high risk. Very, extremely. Hmm. Hmm. Matlab, even if. Giving
1: money to your friend's business ha. and you have no idea what he does, ha. very high risk. Dubya. Dubya. correct.
0: Pura. Hmm. So, for example, even if you want to invest in stocks, hmm. okay, and if you want to invest in like, I don't know, Tata, like Tata Consultancy, what do they consult on? Do you know? Hmm. If you don't, it's a high risk investment.
1: Hmm. Even you, though it's been a stable stock, yes. even though it's given yes. all your.
0: Yes. Hmm. So, I think making an informed decision makes it lower risk. Mm. And FD, for example, is the lowest risk, right? Because it's basic and everybody knows what it does. Correct. So, I think the risk appetite, if you have to calculate it, In your head, you should just know if you know what you're actually doing and you can't lie to yourself. So you can faff about, you know, understanding what cryptos mean in the world. But if you don't actually know Mm. what they do or what that particular token you're investing in, what is the technology behind it and why are you investing in it? And how is that going to, you know, be applicable in the near future? And why is that going to go up in value? Extremely high risk. But I suddenly
1: realized that mm-hmm. all the people who say I don't know about money or mm-hmm. finance mm-hmm. are all in the very high risk capacity. Uh-huh. You'll be surprised. Right. So that's basically what it is. right? Yeah. So anytime somebody says, oh, I don't understand finance means any decision that you make is going to be high risk. Yep. You don't understand how FD works? Yeah. High risk. Yep, absolutely. Love it.
0: So because also not doing anything with your money mm-hmm. is also very high risk mm-hmm. because you end up spending it.
1: So, Warren Buffett, very low risk.
0: Extremely. He understands every investment that he makes.
1: So, highly low risk, even though he's in the share market and doing all sorts of things. Yeah, very because
0: what he does is he reduces his risk by understanding where he invests. Mm. Correct. So, I think it's risk is very subjective mm. to you as a person. Now, there's one more aspect to risk. Okay. Number one is understanding what you're investing in. And number two is how much time do you have? Mm. Because a lot of times... Patience Hmm. is key. And if you just stay invested for a long time, even after understanding the particular product, if you don't have that kind of time, high risk. Hmm. Because stocks, for example, even right now, there's turmoil in the stock market. Correct. So whatever I've invested two years ago even, is not paying off right now. Hmm. If I did not have that kind of time, then I have to switch my investments to something short term. Hmm. Because again, risk is a lot to do with time and understanding. Once you understand it, you need to also understand that the stock market, for example, requires a long-term investment. Hmm. So if you don't have that kind of time, stay away from it. So What would
1: you invest in for short-term?
0: Oh, lots of things. Hmm. There are debt products. There are, obviously, there are short-term FDs. You can even leave it in a small amount, very small amount. Hmm. If you need it in the next two or three months, hmm. leave it in your savings account. Correct. Leave it in a high-yielding savings account. Lots of banks have come up with this thing where, you know, they give you a higher Interest rate if you open a new new bank account okay. with them. So separate. high yield. Invest. Yeah. High yeah. yield savings account, you have lots of debt products. There are debt mutual funds. Hmm. Not a lot of people know this. But there are debt mutual funds which are like liquid funds which you can invest for like in a week. Hmm. There are short duration debt funds. There are ultra low duration debt funds. There are multiple products.
1: So there is lots of stuff that you yes. can do. Yes. You just need to know them. (laughs) So risk is a function of your knowledge about Mm -hmm. what you're investing in and the amount of time that you have to invest in. Chances are the longer time you leave something, the lesser the risk, I'm guessing, correct?
0: You reduce the risk.
1: Do you reduce the risk?
0: It is still high risk, Hmm. but you reduce the risk by leaving it for a longer time. Hmm. Because chances are that the market will balance out and you'll... Cover any short term losses Okay Like you know Whenever there's a chart Like a graph You zoom out hmm. It becomes a seedha line Correct You zoom in It becomes like spiky Correct So
1: that's the difference So zoom out Zoom out Longer yes. time, time Lovely So your first cocktail shaker Yes Has Understanding your risk okay. appetite Understanding where you want to Be yes. heading in life Financially Yes Anything yes. else in the first cocktail shaker
0: Yes Saving Okay So unless you save How will you invest hmm. Correct So money is not going to just like magically appear. Hmm. So you need to learn how to save. And to save, you have to first create what we call an emergency fund. Okay. So that is the first step. That is the first step. Hmm. That is absolutely the first step. Especially for actually everybody. Hmm. It applies to everybody. It's the first step in this journey of money that we talk about. Your first stop is creating an emergency fund. Hmm. Now what that is, it's not a type of investment. It's just a amount of money. It is three to six months of your income or expenses, however you want to calculate it. Because for some people, putting that income aside is difficult. So make sure that you at least put three to six months of your expenses aside for an emergency. And most people's expenses are equal to their
1: income.
0: So that's the emergency fund and you need to keep that aside before you... Like, you know, heavily invest in any other product. Now, why? Hmm. This emergency is not, key. oh, no, credit card is maxed out. Let me remove from that. No, sorry. You are not allowed to touch it unless it's a catastrophic emergency. Like, for example, you lose your job. Oh. We've been seeing so many layoffs in the tech industry recently. Correct. During COVID, we saw people who didn't get paid, even though they had jobs because people didn't have liquidity to pay their employees. Even a lot of people faced salary cuts, And that becomes very difficult on a financially dependent household where they're only dependent on, you know, one earner. Mm -hmm. So that emergency fund is for that kind of emergency. Okay,
1: a big catastrophe has happened. Huge. Lost a job. Yes. Health catastrophes would be included in this.
0: Health catastrophe is twofold. Okay that comes under the second bucket
1: okay so we won't touch so that we'll, yet okay, we will, won't touch that so basically right something that has stopped your income from coming yes. in yes. which is why you need this emergency yes. fund
0: because not income. because
1: you decided to go for a holiday for three months <laughs> not because you decided to take a sabbatical and not no, no, work no. anymore
0: for sabbatical you have to plan Plan before beforehand.
1: correct so that is not where the emergency no. fund comes in Lovely. No.
0: and what this emergency fund does it doesn't give you again I think I think a lot metaphorically about mm. a lot of things mm-hmm. but I think it helps So, this emergency fund doesn't give you the three to six months of expenses. It buys you time. Hmm. What it does is it buys you time for that three to six months to figure your life out. Correct. For example, if you lost your job today, AMI is not going anywhere. Hmm. (laughs) Rent is not going anywhere. Your groceries have to be bought. Your family has to be fed. So, then what do you do? You look for another job, right? Immediately. Then you take on any job that comes your way. Desperation. Desperation. Where you take on any job which is where you're underpaid, you're overworked, you are overqualified for that job. Mm. But you will still take it. Why? Because what to do? Correct. So this buys you time. It buys you time to figure out the right next move for you. It also helps even sometimes the job market sort of stabilizes in a couple of months. Mm -hmm. So it also helps you wait for that moment where availability of jobs also comes back correct so it buys you time it doesn't buy you like you know less stress Mm. and it buys you time for that 3 to 6 months to figure it out
1: in fact I read somewhere that desperation is one of the big causes for financial collapse in your own life right you start making bad decisions that get worse and worse and worse and worse with desperation
0: very bad decisions even in COVID so many people who did not have this emergency fund they were at a loss Mm. they had to like move because they couldn't afford their rent and like a lot of things happened correct But yeah, so emergency fund, number one, extremely important. What are the
1: three big mistakes people make when saving?
0: Oh, so number one is they don't start with the emergency fund. Mm. That is obvious. Mm. Number two, I think they don't take it too seriously. So what they do is this month I'll save 10 rupees. Next month I'll save 100. Month after that, maybe five. This month I won't save anything. Doesn't work like that. Mm. You have to make it a habit. It has to be inculcated in your life that this much amount... Will automatically be saved hmm. every single month and it has to go in the first week of your month. Correct. The income hits your account and it's gone. The saving has to be haan, haan, automated.
1: Non thinking.
0: Yeah. It has to be like, you know, motor memory Correct. where you're walking, cycling, etc., saving. It's
1: not like, <laughs> Aj mood
0: nahi hai. No, 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 sorry. Right? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Aj mood nahi hai is problem number two, <laughs> biggest mistake. <laughs> and mistake number three, I think, is the fact that people. Try to save the money and disassociate it with investing. So saving and investing for us is, it's the same word. Okay. Because just by saving your money, it's not going to grow and it's not going to help you in the future. Hmm. And what it's going to be like, oh, it's going to be in your bank account and one day you'll be like, "Chalo shopping jati hai" Hmm. and spend it all. Doesn't work like that. Hmm. So make it inaccessible for yourself so that you don't see it, you don't spend it. Correct. So I think... The moment you save any money, it shouldn't just be moved to, you know, a different bank account or anything. Yes, partly it can be, mm-hmm. but try to invest all of it almost immediately. Okay. I think that is...
1: As soon as it thing. comes in, let it yes. be invested almost immediately. You don't... Yes. So it shouldn't be in your savings account.
0: Huh. Not more, I would say not more than one or two months of your salary should be in your savings account hmm. because it just... There's no your point. Your
1: emergency fund resides
0: where? Your emergency fund, that's a great question. So your emergency fund, I've said three to six months, right? Correct. Let's say it's six months. Mm. If it's six months of your income, the first month or second month can be in a separate savings account. Mm. The rest of it should be in the short-term investment options that I talked about. It can be a short-term FD, mm. obviously rolling over every single time it matures. Correct. Secondly, it can be in a liquid fund. Or a low duration debt fund, all of that. Why? Because it has to not only be invested, but also has to be accessible for you. Because the job of your emergency fund is not to grow too much. Don't need to expect supernormal returns from the emergency fund. Because uska job is to protect you. Hmm. If by any chance you lose your job. So you, it has to be accessible as well.
1: Interesting. And as your life progresses mm-hmm. over the years, you have to keep increasing the emergency yeah, yeah.
0: fund. Income increases, mm-hmm. emergency fund also has to increase mm-hmm. because your lifestyle is not going to go like, you know, on a rollback if you lose Correct. your job. Suddenly you have a child has to increase even more. percent, 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. Interesting.
1: All right. We're going to come back to the podcast after a quick break. Welcome back to the Habit Coach podcast. Let's continue. So, that is the saving cocktail shaker. Yes. Anything else comes into it? No, we're done with it. We're done with this. So, now you've got your emergency fund. Mm -hmm. You've got your savings mechanism Mm -hmm. in place. You know technically where you're heading and Mm -hmm. what your risk appetite is. Mm -hmm. All right. So, now you can bring out the next one. Yes. What is the
0: next one? The next cocktail shaker is the most boring one Mm -hmm. on the planet and nobody wants to talk about it, Mm -hmm. but it's insurance. Okay. And I talk about insurance. Which is the most
1: boring cocktail on the planet? Mm
0: -hmm. Be like a. Like no. a screwdriver, which is like orange juice and, and vodka. And that's, that's it. it. Yeah. I think Could that. hey, name it so, the screwdriver, financial cocktails. You don't even need to shake cocktails. it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, screwdriver <laughs> or financial cocktails?
0: Uh, so, I think a lot of people talk about insurance as, you know, parallelly mm-hmm. when they talk about financial literacy or creating a financial plan. Hmm. But it's not parallel. It fits right in the middle of the journey where once you know where you're headed, you have your financial goals, you know your uh, the amount of risk you can take. You've started saving correctly. You have your emergency fund. You know you're gonna automate your savings, all of that. Then before you jump into investing, think about this. I've not talked about investing till now. Correct. And we've like we've you talked, talked
1: a lot. We talked about the part of getting the money yes. to invest.
0: Yes. Hmm. And before investing, you have to insure yourself. Okay. And a lot of people make that mistake. Hmm. Because they invest their money before insuring themselves.
1: Okay. So insurance is the first step.
0: Yes. Before investing.
1: And do you look at insurance as an investment or you don't look at insurance? No,
0: no, no, no. no. So again, it's like, again, met all the metaphors. I can't. What will I do?
1: (laughs) You are a sage. You know, all the scriptures are written (laughs) in metaphors only. (laughs) So that's basically a financial sage. Yeah. Hmm.
0: So insurance, Hmm. again, insurance ka job is not to grow your money. Mm. It is to protect you. Mm. Again, oh, I know the metaphor that I want to use. Mm. So, you know how to drive a car? Yeah. So, how do you drive a car? First, you sit in the car. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have your checks and balances. You start the engine. This is what it was till right now. Mm. Then what do you do? You put on your seatbelt. Mm. Right? Insurance is putting on your seatbelt. Okay. And then you press the accelerator, which is your investment part. Interesting. So,
1: So you first safeguard yourself before you even think of. Yes. hmm. So,
0: first safeguard yourself and your family and then you move ahead. Hmm. So, insurance has two aspects that you need to. Every single person on this planet should have. Number one is health insurance. Hmm. Number two is term life insurance. Okay. So, let's talk about the first one. Hmm. You talked about health emergencies, right? right? When we were talking about the emergency fund. Any health emergency, your health insurance should take care of. Mm. Why do we talk about that? Because ek to health, health expenses, medical expenses are ridiculously expensive mm. and they're getting worse. One hospital visit lacks a Like Correct. immediately. Correct. Right? And it's very difficult for any person to ever think this is what is going to happen to me me or to my family. Health emergencies are always emergencies. Mm. They never come uh, like you know announced. So health insurance absolute must. Every single person in your family including children, your spouse, your parents, everybody needs to be insured. Mm. Now the amount depends on your obviously your personal comorbidities or whatever, your health history or you know etc etc. So that is subjective. Is there a
1: rule of thumb on how much to insure uh, yourself for?
0: No, I would not like to sort of stick to a number here. Hmm. Because it's not something that's applicable to everybody. It really depends on every single person's medical history. So,
1: the higher your income, hmm. the higher should you get a health insurance or the lower you should get a health insurance?
0: No. I think everybody should have health insurance. The higher the income, I think you'll get a higher health insurance the moment you have a little bit of a higher income, but not in the same proportion. Because health insurance pays is also not not necessary Hmm. so like a lot of corporate plans for example a lot of people get insured under the The corporate corporate plan that has a limit of like 4 lakh or 5 lakh per person Hmm. that is a decent absolute basic benchmark Hmm. over and above that you have this option of getting a super top up or a top up plan. So with the same insurance company that your corporate plan is providing you.
1: You have a personal one as well. Ha.
0: Huh, so you can either have a separate personal one or top that particular one up to like, I don't know, ten lakh rupees. Okay. Depends. Depends on And you that and you your pay
1: by from your pocket.
0: You pay from your pocket. Hmm. I mean technically the corporate plan is also from your pocket only. It's hmm. just waved Bum, in into, bundled into, it. Huh, huh. into your CTC. Exactly. Hmm. <laughs> hint,
1: hint, hint, hint. Now you know where it comes from.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So health insurance number one, absolutely, your full family. Mm-hmm. A lot of people forget that because they get it for like, you know, just themselves and forget about the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. Or they know that corporate plan is covering them, but baki kya? Correct. So you have to make sure that you talk to your insurance company and sort this out. Mm-hmm. And the second part, term life insurance. Mm-hmm. So life insurance and term life insurance are two separate things. Mm-hmm. Life insurance is one of those like You know, those policies where you pay a certain amount for 10 years and then, and then after that, you'll get like a sort of pension situation. Not pension exactly, but like a return on that, Hmm. along with a quote unquote life cover. Correct. Also, the ULIP plans are also like that. Personally, that's that's what people think
1: of as insurance, right? I mean, not insurance, as life uh, insurance, as investment. Investment, Investing. Exactly.
0: exactly. Horrible, horrible, horrible products. Hmm. Because it's. The ULIPs or the terms? No, not the term. The ULIPs ULips. or the life insurance policies which do this. Hmm. The job Hmm. of your insurance plan, again, is not to grow. It's to protect you. Your investment portfolio has to grow. Hmm. So, if that is not growing, then it's a problem. Correct. (laughs) But your insurance policy is not supposed to grow. It's not supposed to make you money. Hmm. And these ULIP plans and this and that now, me and Niyati, oh, by the way, Niyati is my partner yeah. at Finn Cocktail. She's amazing. Currently on maternity leave, <laughs> but I'm missing her so much.
1: <laughs> Are you still doing videos on, on Zoom or something like that? Are you connecting
0: oh, no, me? no. She barely has any time. I just go and watch the cute baby no, so it. many <laughs> times and be like, Niyati, I miss you. Oh, and so she's it. like, ha, okay, okay, I'm exhausted. Bye. bye. <laughs> but me and Niyati, basically, we hate those life insurance plans or ULIPs hmm. because... We've done these calculations, okay? We've sat down and we've compared them to even your basic FDs. Mm. They do not work. It's not worth... It's actually better for you if you buy a term life insurance plan and invest the rest of the amount in either an FD or a good equity mutual fund. Mm -hmm. You'll be sorted. Mm. So, what's the difference between a term life insurance policy, you ask?
1: Mm. And a life insurance policy. And a life insurance Mm. policy.
0: Term life insurance policy is just... For a specified term, hmm. 10 years, 15 years, 35 years, 40 years, you pay a premium. If, God forbid, something happens to you, your family gets the money. Hmm. Simple. As vanilla as possible. Which is why I love products that I can understand. Correct. So simple, right? You pay a premium, hmm. something happens to you,
1: family gets money. Family
0: gets money. Done. So don't complicate it. Hmm. That's like the cardinal rule. <laughs> Just don't complicate it. So, health insurance and term insurance. Both of them, a big yay, hmm. and you. Everybody must have it now. Term insurance policy is also a lot of people say. So that after
1: the ten years or fifteen years, what happens to the money if you haven't popped it? Sorry, it can, it's,
0: it's gone. gone. It's gone. How else will the insurance companies make money? But it's very cheap. Huh. It's not. It's not expensive. Okay, but so, it's gone. It's so. If something how much money will you Do you know? The, Cross of rupees. This sounds very
1: lottery-ish. It's. It's, <laughs> it's not. Re- it just lottery. consider
0: this as like inflation. Hmm. Because that money in that amount of time is anyway worth nothing. Hmm. So it's not like you're going to spend 3 crore rupees in the next 10 years to enjoy yourself. You pay something like 10 lakhs. Hmm. And you'll get 3 crores if you you know if you pop it like mm. you said mm. <laughs> yeah, as you
1: said something happens to you. yeah mm.
0: so you have to try to be nice and sweet because people get very stressed when they think about insurance it is stressy huh. but no th- on
1: the Happy Coach podcast we happily talk about death very oh, openly lovely. oh lovely huh, because very death nice. is a very important part of life
0: that is true mm. it's the end mm. full stop na? Yeah.
1: like who knows actually because there's another way of thinking about it saying that it is basically coming out of the cocoon and stuff like that so we'll get into that conversation later possibly <laughs>
0: Who knows? Last Jonamka Ashton is just like somewhere here ha. ghosting around us.
1: Is it off or on? Ho gaya?
0: Oh, ho, oh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. interesting.
1: All right, so that was Siley, and we were talking about our financial habit. Now make sure you listen to part two because this was just part one. if you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on IVMpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media via IVM Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am at Ashdin Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can also go to my website, Awesome180.com. Now, I have just published my first book. It is called Change Your Habits, Change Your Life. Please do check it out on Amazon and wherever else you get your books.